The Biden administration is trying to plant the seed of a new narrative concerning gas prices. No one's buying it. The media flips out about what they call the don't say gay bill. Let's take a look at that bill and see if they have any type of justification for their flip out. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, you know something? I found a reason to go for a walk every day. I, I do. I rock maybe two miles and then I do my, my workout at night. And one of the reasons I like to walk is it is exactly two miles from my local gas station to home. And I, I look forward to going to see just how much Joe Biden is effing up this country. And I walk in and there it is. Sure enough, gas prices up again, 10 cents. So let's, let's get this clear. Uh, last week, gas prices were at two seven or three seventy nine in California. Then they went up to uh, what was it? No, I, I'm sorry. It went. It was at four fifty five. Then it went up to four seventy nine. Then it went up to five nineteen. Now it is. It went up again to five twenty nine, and it's up again to five thirty nine. Can't wait to see what it's going to be tomorrow during my walk. Should be fun. Okay, first things first, uh, this isn't a story. It's just leave it to Biden to say something stupid and racist. And here it is. He was talking about, he was in Texas yesterday, and he was talking about uh, three three congressmen, Texas congressmen. Uh, Two of them were black, and apparently one of them was a Muslim. And this is what he had to say. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could... They really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he'd bomb you. Then Joe Biden proceeded to get lost trying to find the exit of the stage while the hail to the chief was playing in the back. I mean, it was so bad. So, I, so this is racist, obviously. He only talks about... He, oh, he not only talks about blacks in a derogatory way, like they're football players, but he calls the Muslim American a terrorist. Here's a newsflash. Biden's always been a racist. He was like this. His statement was, if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. That's a racist statement. Means blacks have to automatically select Democrats. This is just the way he's been doing this for 30, 40 years. I mean, he, he sat back and said he liked Barack Obama because he's clean and he's, he can speak and I, oh, Anyway, what would happen if Trump said this? I can guarantee you CNN would have something for the next three months. Instead, they got to make crap up. All right, well, let's get to it. So, you know, gas jumped again another 20 cents. So the Biden administration has come up with a new line. Uh, by the way, I, we've gone way beyond records here as far as gas prices. I think we're 10, 20 cents above the records of gas prices. Um, The thing is, Joe Biden's never taken responsibility for anything in his entire career, ever. He celebrates everything that's good that happens under his shift, but he ignores all the bad, even if the good comes with the bad. Look Look at the employment rate. 
yeah, it's good that 600,000 people last week or last month got jobs. It's good that their pay has gotten higher. He'll celebrate all that. He'll fail to mention that we still haven't reached pre-pandemic uh, pre-pandemic employment. And he'll fail to mention that inflation and high gas prices has basically destroyed any salary raise that may be out there. I mean, everyone says we need a $15 minimum wage. We have a $15 minimum wage. People are getting hired in California for, at $15 an hour because people can't find, because pe- employers can't find employees. But the problem is inflation and gas prices are so high that that $15 an hour is no longer a living wage. There's already talk about trying to make minimum wage $30 an hour now. That's been brought up. Now, before we move on, let, let's let's look back at gas prices and how they've evolved. So, in 2020, uh, 2020, while Trump was president, they were between about two, uh, about 269, 279 a gallon. I'm going to say two, uh, 279 a gallon. I think that's what it was. In December of 2020. Uh, I'm sorry, in December of 2020. That's that's where the calcula- calculation comes. So about 279 December of 2020. In November of 2021, they shot up to 340 a gallon. That's about a 30% rate increase. In this clip, this happened in October. He was already getting crap about gas prices. And he decided, you know what? It's not my fault. He went out and he blamed the pandemic. And he said, well, yeah, gas prices are going to go up because now we don't have a huge supply of gas and everyone is going to drive again, which is true. I mean, people started driving again and, and because the roads were empty in 2020. So let's listen to what he says about this. Do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, into next year, 2022. Okay, pandemic over, Twenty beginning of 2022, it should go down because we're going to, everything's going to stabilize. Fine, but he was wrong. He was dead wrong. He said that back in October. We didn't have a Russia-Ukraine war then. Russia wasn't even massing troops in October at the Ukrainian border. Then, in November of 2022, when gas continued to rise and he asked OPEC to start producing more oil and they said, kick rocks, he blamed OPEC for not producing enough gas. Listen. If you take a look at uh, you know, gas prices and you take a look at uh, oil prices, uh, that is a consequence of, thus far, the refusal of uh, of uh, Russia or uh, or the OPEC nations to uh, pump more oil, um, and we'll see what happens on that score uh, sooner than later. Now he said that in November, mind you, there was no Russian Russia Ukraine war then. Russia wasn't even massing troops at the Ukrainian border, and it's OPEC's fault and it's Russia's fault for not making enough oil. Now, let's see what he says today. He said this this morning when he was asked 
about what's going to happen with gas prices. It's going to go up. They're going to go up. And there's not much he can do about it. You can blame Russia. I. This is the new narrative. This is how they're going to do this. The new ex- excuse is that Russia's doing it. It was OPEC before. It was the pandemic before. It was never any of Biden's crappy policies, mind you. Like not allowing drilling on land. Hey, by the way, those nine thousand. Oh, we'll get to that. No, we won't. Those nine thousand. Uh, those nine thousand leases. Um, apparently, a third of those don't have oil. That's why they're not using them. And the red tape just to get the leases, just to make active those leases, is not worth it for the oil companies. They're they're stating this openly because the oil companies, by the way, are getting blamed for gouging the American public. Why they didn't gouge the American public in 2019, we don't know. Or Biden won't explain it. But now they've decided to gouge the public. Um, They're getting pissed off, and now they're beginning to talk about it. And they're beginning to say, yeah, those 9,000 leases, they're trash. Half of them don't have oil. Half of them have so many regulations that they need to follow, they just can't get th- go through with it. But this is the new narrative. This is the excuse. And you notice in that video, Biden sounds kind of happy about it. You know why he sounds happy? And if you see the video, he's actually smiling about it and everything else. Well, I mean, there's two reasons for that. One, he doesn't care. Let's call it what it is. He doesn't care. But two, it's because, gosh whiz, he's got a new excuse for getting gas up to $6 a gallon. Jen Psaki, on her part, she doubled down on she doubled down on it yesterday. She said this. Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin uh, spike at the gas pump. Cuss word alert. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay, I call bullshit. Putin had something to do with this. There's no question. Um, the sudden spike is is Putin's fault. But this is something that's been happening anyway. The good news is for Joe Biden, he canceled the Russian the Russian oil purchases because of this war. I think that was an excuse. I think Biden did that on purpose because he knows that if I cancel, it's going to go up higher and then people will definitely blame Putin because it'll spike further. It's not looking like he's worried about the American people. And he's not. Let's call it what it is. Open drilling in, la- in in federal lands. Open offshore drilling. Open the pipeline. Do what you have to do. And then if you want to deal with that climate crap, deal with it after the war's over and prices go down. But he's not going to do that because this is part of his grand plan. Getting people off of oil and out of their cars. I mean, Jen Psaki said it. I played the video. I played the audio portion for you yesterday. This is about getting us off of fossil fuels. That's all they want. But they've got nothing to replace it with. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. Well, Donald Trump, I, as much as he has bad tweets and he says stupid things and he exaggerates, he predicted this in 2020 during his campaign. He said everything that we've been talking about in this like 20 second clip 
that we were going to have $7 gasolines and they don't want you to have a car? Listen. We have more oil than anybody, okay? And it's uh, an incredible thing that it's happened over the last few years, a lot of great things, and you're paying, what, $2 a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? That's exactly what the Biden administration is saying. Seven, eight, nine dollars. And now they're telling you, get rid of your car or get an EV. That's happening. And by the way, this isn't the first time Donald Trump is looking prophetic. He said, we need to deal with China, which China hasn't done anything yet, but they're going to. He said Russia's a problem, and he put he put massive sanctions on Russia. He said that Germany needed to up their military defense spending. What did they do? Just last week, they went from 0.5% GDP for defense spending to 2% GDP defense spending. He said the European Union needed to have their own oil reserves and stop taking it from Russia. What's the European Union doing now? Developing their own oil reserves. Everything Trump has said is, is coming true now. And I just hope to God we listen to Trump when it comes to China. Now, that doesn't mean I want him to be president. Don't get me wrong. I don't want him to be president. But he called everything right. He called everything right so far. Okay, so let's get to our second story. And actually, it's our last story. But here's something that I, I wanted to talk about because I think it just shows how much the left lies. So the Florida Senate passed a bill, HB 1557. It is now heading to Governor Ron DeSantis' desk where he's expected to sign it. I don't think there's any question he's going to sign it. It discusses the ways teachers in the state deal with sexual issues. Now, I say sexual issues because it doesn't necessarily ban gender theory or anything like that. It just says... Well, we're going to talk about how the bill is written, because it's a very simple bill. Uh, and I'm going to do it in reverse order. First off, I never knew what the bill said. I, I never read what the bill said. I, I, I looked at it probably day before yesterday. So, But first, I'm going to show the reaction to the bill, because the reaction has been just incredible. And the way they make it sound... Well, first off, I don't believe the media anyway. But the way they made it sound, you would think the world is going to end. Kids are going to die. They're going to jump in holes and commit suicide and all this stuff. Well, when you look at the actual bill, maybe you'll think the reaction's not so legitimate. So let's take a look at how the media reacted. The first thing we need to do is this bill doesn't have a name. It goes by HB 1557. That's, that's it. It doesn't have a name to the bill. And if you, when you look at the bill, if you look at the bill, yeah, there's a reason to give it a name. They'd probably spend more time looking for a title than just writing the bill. And that's what they did. But the media immediately deemed it the don't say gay bill. Again, we're going to get into the bill in a few minutes. And it's really important we take a look at it. The, and, and, but people flipped out about this bill. I'm not even sure who read it. Uh... 
there was so the first reaction came from some sort of LGBTQIWXYZ group uh, that decided to release a bill accentuating the don't say gay lie. Um, I'm gonna call it a lie already. I, I I didn't we didn't read the bill yet. It is a lie, but we might as well just get straight to it. You're gonna see it's a lie too, because. They well anyway, so this 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 video all it is is a bunch of people saying gay, so a bunch it they hired a bunch of uh, uh, activists and celebrities and gay people, and all they did was say gay a bunch of times. Take listen. Don't say it. Don't say it. Gay. I said it. Gay. 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 Yeah, I made you listen to that. Believe it or not, that went on for like five minutes. I cut it down to about 150 or something. But <laughs> I love it. I got to I gotta tell you, I love it when the left does this because it shows a few things about them. Uh, first off, they haven't read the bill. Nowhere, I can tell you this right now about the bill, even though I haven't read it to you yet. Um, the bill says nothing about not talking about gayness. If a child brings up that he might be gay to a teacher, um, the teacher can talk to the child about it. The teacher just has to do other things. Okay? So, they haven't read the bill. And by the way, the bill is like four pages. I It, it really is easy. They didn't even write a title for it. If they had read the bill they wouldn't have a debate about the bill. So one of the problems with this video is they're assuming no one has read the bill, which is a good assumption. Because if they debate, let's say, me or you after this, because you're going to have most of the bill on you, and you can read it. It's at my website, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You'll realize there's really no debate here. They don't bother talking about some of the things in there. The View tried to. We're going to get to them next. But like everything else on The View, it was trash. And it just shows the final thing. They're just stupid. I mean, these folks are just dumb. This is just not the way to convince anyone to do anything, especially in this political climate. Now, that's the one thing about this political climate. Yes, it's very divided, but it is divided. And people know it's divided. Even the dumbest of people know it's divided. And so they'll listen to something like that and they might spur their curiosity to actually read the bill. And if they do read, because they don't trust those people already. 
We know this by looking at the the Fox News, um, the Fox News viewership versus CNN's viewership. By the way, after this, with this whole key, with this whole Ukraine thing, I don't trust Fox News that much. They'll actually read it because they don't trust any of these people. The normal people don't. And this is a thing. You know what? Go ahead and run on this. Let's read the bill. Look at the bill and say to yourself, is this really something they should be dying on a hill for? Well, they think so. Now, speaking of stupid, let um, The View had their opinion on it. I mean, they have an opinion on everything. And, again, the opinion is just so stupid. So let's listen to this. And it's you again, when you read when we go through the bill, you're gonna say to yourself, God, this is a stupid take. Listen. The Florida Senate is expected to vote today on the so-called don't say gay bill that would prohibit public schools from teaching about sexual orientation or gender identity to children in kindergarten through third grade. I must point out this is not happening. It has never been happening in the school system. And yet here we have yet another thing for kids to worry about. I want to point something out. It is happening. We know it's happening. Virginia is a prime example that we know it's happening. They're allowing boys into girls' restrooms. We know what's happening. Gender theory is being taught. Sexuality is being taught. We see it in our libraries. Our parents have spent a year watching it. Uh... Uh, when their kids were at home learning from a computer screen. We have teachers on TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter that are promoting it. They're actually telling their kids they're gay. So, right off the bat, and, and finally, the other thing is, if it's not happening, as Whoopi thinks it isn't happening, which it is, and she knows it is, why is she getting all upset about it? Why is she getting upset with the bill? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's I, I'm gonna cut out a piece of this because I don't want it to go it, it goes really long. I'd rather get to the other broad talking. So here here we go. So this has led to protests, student walkouts, and a tearful plea from Florida's first openly gay state senator, Shervin Jones. Take a look. After taking thirty years of just wanting to make it him and my mom proud. And just coming out and saying who I am. And so when I see these kids, I don't think y'all understand how much courage it takes for these children to show up every day. Okay, I lied because I thought that state senator crying like a little bitch was funny. And I, I just want to say a couple of things. One, um, he's openly gay, right? He's openly gay. He survived. He made it through school being gay. All right. And he was successful. He is now a state senator. Maybe, maybe things aren't as bad as everyone's making them out to be with this law. Because they're not saying you can't be gay or you can't say gay. They're, they're not saying that in the law. Again, we'll get to it. But I think it's absolutely funny to hear somebody like this throw an absolute hissy fit. All right, so they they do some clapping. I'm going to cut out the clapping, and here's this here's 
the gals going into a bit of the debate. Shaming kids from being who they are and punishing teachers who actually want to help them. I mean, I'm not sure what the point of this Well, considering is. it's kindergarten through third, the yeah. bill isn't accomplishing anything. Because but if you look at the language, because I, I, that didn't make sense to yeah. me, so I looked at the language, and it says that. It says in kindergarten through third grade or. And this okay. is the important part. In a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. So really, that extends it. It's so vague. And it, it is. It, but I mean, it focusing it in on the kindergarten grade. through third is not a time where many of us had sex, sex talk at all, sexuality, sex ed. So it's not solving anything. But what it is doing is creating a veil of shame that already existed in a journey that's been fought for years for people to be their authentic mm -hmm. selves. And now you're taking away school. Schools are teachers are first responders for kids. Yeah. They're, they're the first responders for anything going on, whether it's abuse at home or otherwise. We have seen kids, I, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the Gab Gabriel Fernandez story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that kid was brutally tortured. One of the ignorant slurs being thrown at him by his, uh, I, I don't know if it was a stepfather or boy, uh, her mother, his mother's boyfriend was, you're gay. There are people that are so violently unhinged and ignorant that this can be a problem for some people so you can't take teachers away from these kids yeah. because when they are obligated to then out their own children this is again a journey we have not finished yet people are still ostracized from their families they are there are still people that try to pray the gay away there's a lot of that still going on so if we start to go backwards in this journey of allowing people to do this this will be a real problem especially for kids that young because when you come out a lot of uh, my brother's gay and i remember him sharing this story he started to feel different about the age of five or six oh, yeah. so if he had asked a question not knowing what it was to be gay but to feel different he could have been in a situation where he turned to a teacher that had to betray him. And I just think this is going the wrong direction. Wow. Okay, so I heard I hope you heard everything that she said. Because when we read the bill, let's talk about exactly what is wrong with the bill. Because everything she said was bullshit. Everything she said was BS. For and one of the things that really annoys the crap out of me is the BS that Teachers are heroes. I They're first responders. If they were first responders, they wouldn't have been at home for a year and a half teaching kids over a computer. They're not first responders. Half the time, all goes this far, they don't even give a damn about the kids. And you could see that by them saying, well, we still want to teach kids at home because we don't want to get the virus, even though kids don't transmit the virus. Well, they transmit the virus. Let's not say that. I don't need to get banned from YouTube and get a strike, another strike. But they—they're—they're not—they're not in danger of the kids. And then they force kids to wear masks all the time. And we already know masks don't work. I can say that. I will say that they can give me a strike on that one. We know that for a fact, unless it's a, a KN95. They don't care about the kids. And then the conflation of the Gabriel Fernandez story with parents that might have a... Their kid might be gay or trans or be confused. Okay, I'll give you a little hint. One of the things this law says is that if the kid shows any type of emotional problems, conflicts, things like this... They need to, the teachers need to report it to the it needs to be reported to the parents. And what they're saying is, 
coming out in front of your parents is very hard for a kid. It's hard, period. But to sit back and say the parental reaction is going to be like Gabriel Fernandez, who is tortured by his mom's by his mom and his mom's boyfriend beaten and killed and starved that that's what parents do i'll i'll give you a step i'm going to make a wild assertion here yeah most parents don't abuse their kids okay we got i got to move on because we're getting kind of close and when you see the bill i want you to remember that go to dumbass talking about look at the entire video it's absolutely crazy but this is the crazy stuff they're doing but at least uh, the view is debating it. Mark Hamill just released a tweet that's had gay 67 times, which doesn't sound like a real legit ar- argument to me. You know, that poor Mark Hamill, uh, he needed a job after Star Wars because that poor bastard, he just, he's gotten stupider and stupider. Okay, so the political reaction wasn't much better. Florida Democrats walked through the halls of the Florida Capitol singing Gay, Gay, Gay based off a song. I can't even recognize the song. It was terrible. Um, I had to listen to it. You're going to have to listen to it. Here it is. Again, I'm sorry. That was god-awful, but... Um, ever wonder why government doesn't get anything done? I, <laughs> the Biden administration is also, also weighed in on this, um, because they have nothing more important to deal with in the world. Uh, the Department of Education decided to threaten Florida over the bill. Uh, I don't know how they're going to threaten the, I mean, you, you'll see when the, with the bill, when I read the bill, there's nothing they can threaten Florida with. They can take it to court, but that's just going to be a waste of taxpayer money, but it's not their money, so they don't care. Secretary of Education Miguel Cordona said in a statement on Tuesday, he said, quote, Parents across the country are looking to national, state, and district leaders to support our nation's students, help them recover from the pandemic, and provide them with academic and health care, health support, mental health supports they need. Instead of leaders in Florida prioritizing hateful bills that hurt some of the students, most in need. The Department of Education has made it clear that all schools receiving federal funding must follow federal civil rights law, including Title IX's protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. I thought it wasn't happening. I thought that stuff wasn't happening. They didn't talk to kindergartners about, oh, well, apparently that's crap. Uh, We stand with our LGBTQ plus students in Florida and across the country. And urge Florida leaders to make sure all the students are protected and supported. This statement is so stupid. And I know this because I know what the bill says. You just haven't gotten there yet. You'll know in a few minutes. But it has all the keywords: Hate, hurting students, civil rights, gender identity, LGBTQ. They don't have the I. Plus, Joe Biden doesn't support this bill but there's kind of a problem. Let's listen to a question about a bill posed to Jen Psaki, and surprisingly, it's not from Fox News. And I'm pretty sure she didn't expect this question, and she didn't know how to answer it. For you. Um, go ahead. 
Thanks, Jen. Uh, two questions. Uh, first, about uh, the Florida bill that just passed uh, restricting the uh, speaking about of homosexuality and gender identity up to third grade. And then I have a question about surveillance matters that have been in the news. Um, regarding the Florida bill, um, in 1994, when many of us in this room were in school, uh, President Biden actually voted for a much broader restriction uh, that banned federal funds from being used for, quote, the promotion of homosexuality as a positive lifestyle alternative. Uh, why did he do that, and can you describe how his thinking has evolved over the years? Well, I think that you have seen the president speak passionately about his view that a bill like this, uh, a bill that would uh, discriminate against families, against kids, um, put these kids in a position of not getting the support they need um, at a time where that's exactly what they need, is discriminatory, it's uh, a form of bullying, um, it is horrific. I mean, the president has spoken to that. In terms of his views and comments from 25 years ago, I think the most important question now is why are Florida leaders deciding they need to s discriminate against kids who are members of the LGBTQI community? What prompts them to do that? Is it meanness? Is it wanting to make kids have more difficult times in school, in their communities? I would pose that question to them, and we can talk about it more tomorrow if you get an answer. Was there a reason you supported the same policy, though, in, in the 90s when we were all in school? I think what's important to note here is how outspoken the president has been against discrimination, against uh, kids, against members of the LGBTQI plus community, and what we're looking at here is a bill that would propagate misinformed, hateful policies and impact children. So that's the question I hope maybe you can pose that uh, to some of the leaders in Florida. Maybe they'll return your phone calls, and I'll look forward to having that conversation with you. Okay, Jen Psaki does what she does and doesn't answer the question. Uh, Biden didn't support gay rights in the past. In an, a bill, by the way, that was far stricter than this one. That's okay, neither did Barack Obama. Uh, but he has to please his base. And but Obama had to do the same thing. That's why he switched on gay rights. And I, I love, what difference does 25 years make? Uh, it, you know something? Um, he was against it. What changed his mind? It's a simple question. Answer the question. If you can't answer the question, say, I don't know. I'll, I'll come back with it. Instead... She does this all the time. She said you should ask the Florida legislature why they voted for it. Um, no, I'm asking you why Biden 25 years ago would have voted for it. And of course, she doesn't answer the questions. She doesn't answer the question. She just tries to get out of it. I think she was actually really surprised about the question. And... This transparent administration decided to, like they always do, deflect it. Now let's get let's get to the bill itself. Here we go. This is what you wanted to hear. Da da. All right. So uh, now let's go through the bill. See if these these reactions are justified. You already know it's not because I probably wouldn't be talking it, about it so much if it was. Some things about the bill. The bill has no title. Uh, the bill is only four pages long. It only has about five points to make. So there are only five things in the bill. Uh, each each area, and by the way, if you want to read the bill, it doesn't take you five minutes to read. The bill never mentions the word gay. The ne bill never mentions the word trans. It doesn't ever say anything about cisgender, non-binary, 
personal pronouns, or anything about gender identity. It really doesn't. And so we're gonna I'm gonna read to you the section. It basically talks about student welfare and parental rights. Oh my god, that is what's really hard about the bill for the left is parental rights. Making parental rights more important than teachers' rights. So let's get to the first part of it. All right. Notifying a student's parent if there is a change in the student's services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, and physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. In other words, if they're going to change something, they have to tell the parents. The procedures must reinforce the fundamental right of rights of parents to make decisions regarding upbringing and control of their children by requiring school district personnel to encourage a student to discuss issues relating to his or her well-being with his or her parent or to seek permission to discuss or facilitate discussion of the issue with the parent. So in other words, what they're basically saying is um, something happens to your kid you should be able you should have to discuss it with the parent that the teacher shouldn't be working in a vacuum that they sit back and say oh okay i can talk to this kid about about him being gay or him having a headache i mean you have to give a you have to get parental permission to give an advil for kids you can't talk about serious things like sexual confusion, dysmorphia, and things like that. It's basically saying teachers are now required to tell parents what's going on. And if they want to talk about trans issues, they have to get the permission of the parents to talk about trans issues or gender theory. Or in this case, we can even broaden it out, critical race theory. This isn't just about sex for the kids. This is about everything. So, so in other words, the parents have more rights over their kid than the teachers did. That wasn't done before. And the teachers' unions have been fighting this. Okay, let's get to the next section. A school district may not adopt procedures or student support forms that prohibits school district personnel from notifying a parent about his or her student mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being or change of related services or monitoring or, or that encourage or have the effect of encouraging a student to withhold from a parent such information. In other words, the school has to follow the rules. They have to talk to the parent. They don't have a choice. And they can't create rules that stop teachers from talking to parents. Now, there are a lot of good teachers out there. Let's call let's call it. There are a lot of good teachers out there. What they're basically and they, they do want to talk to the parents. The school can't create rules that prohibit a teacher from talking to parents. I mean, I don't so far, I gotta be honest with you, I've given you two out of the four things in this bill, does anything sound really bizarre here? 
Okay, this is the one that's got the left completely going bonkers. A school district may not encourage a classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels or in the manner not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. They actually, Florida actually changed this rule. There was an addendum that said that this should have gone all the way through high school, which it probably should have, at least to eighth grade. Okay, so a district may not discuss sexual orientation or gender identity in primary grade levels. Uh, primary grade levels are kindergarten through third grade, ages five through eight. Does that sound bizarre? Here's a newsflash. I never knew in 12th grade whether my teachers were married or not, whether they were divorced or not, whether they were gay or not. I didn't know any of that stuff. Did I grow up jacked up? A little bit, but that had nothing to do with my teachers. Not telling me if they liked sleeping with a man or not. Had nothing to do with it. I'm pretty sure a kindergartner through third grade doesn't need to know that either. And by the way, kindergartners, I've had four kids. Between five and eight, they're not even thinking sex. But the teachers are pushing it. That's a problem. Now, this is the problem they have. Or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. They don't like that because they it's vague. It is vague. It's purposely vague. That's how law is. But I, I can tell you one thing. I don't want anal sex discussed with my 12th grader. I don't want masturbation discussed with my 9th grader. Let them figure out or let them come to the parents. When my daughter got her first kiss, guess what? She told me. She didn't even tell her mother. She definitely didn't tell her teacher. And finally, I think this is the last one. Yes, it's the last one. Because the fifth basically means you got to follow district policies. It, it, it's it's the fifth is nothing. So the the fourth one, a parent of a student may bring action against the school district to obtain a declaratory judgment that a school district procedure or practice violates this paragraph, and seek injunctive relief. Parents can sue schools. I'm good with that. We sue everybody these days. Why shouldn't the parents sue the school? For teaching their kid that he's a trans. He's a trans woman or girl or whatever they are. I have no problems with this. Folks, I just spent a good half, 35 minutes, talking about the law. And you know something? That's the law. All of the flipping out that the media, that our, our betters, our elites, have been telling us, all this law does is say that parents have a right to know what teachers are doing. Teachers have to say if their kids have problems, not hide anything from the kids, and tell the parents what they're teaching the kids. And that teachers should not be teaching sex education to little kids or bizarre fetishes to the older kids. And if teachers do that, without the parents' permission or knowledge, the parents can sue. I don't see what the... All it looks like is parenting is being placed back on the parents. 
and taken away from the teachers. Because if you think teachers give a rat's ass about your kids, I think we've got two years knowing it doesn't. That's the bill. Is that really that bizarre that you got to flip out about it? Well, Ron DeSantis had enough of the media flipping out about this bill, and he supports this bill. He went off on a reporter the other day, uh, which was, I think, yesterday, maybe day before yesterday, and he made the reporter look really bad. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For for, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're gonna make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Of course, the reporter posted this online acting like he was a hero. He did a thug moment with uh, DeSantis. When, in fact, DeSantis thugged him out. He beat him over the head with his own microphone, which wasn't very good because you could barely hear him. It was... That's why people don't trust the media. Okay, that's it. I know, long podcast, sorry. I wanted to get this out. I I really did. I could have skipped the gasoline thing till tomorrow, but I didn't feel like it. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics.